Hello and welcome back to the Penalty Box Podcast. Liam Godmer here alongside my good friend and co-host Will Peshik. But this week, because we have significant Ranger news, uh, Will and I are very excited to bring on the show uh, Mike's, Mike Shades Sparacino, uh, who does a great job uh, with Pucks and Brews, which you can find on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to check them out. They do a great job uh, talking about the Rangers and the rest of the NHL. But we're not here to talk about podcasts. We're here to talk about what happened today. James Dolan firing uh, general manager Jeff Gordon and president John Davidson in an absolutely shocking move. And I certainly have a lot to say. Will certainly has a lot to say. But Shades, let's start with you since you're our guest. Uh, What went through your mind when you first saw the news from Elliot Friedman? First of all, thanks for the shout out to the show. Second off, thanks for having me on uh, because we had you on a couple weeks back. Third of all, Will, nice to meet you. Didn't get a chance to say it before we started recording. But uh, yeah, like you said. The Rangers fired Gorton and Davidson in shocking fashion. Um, I'm just, I'm confused, shocked, amazed, throw any other words you want in there. I do not understand it. At first, it was reports of they didn't get along with the statement that was issued yesterday, which has been confirmed that that was all Dolan and Gorton and Davidson had nothing to do with it. And now it's because Dolan didn't think the rebuild was going fast enough. Um, and that, boggles my mind to epic proportions because they just technically started the rebuild a little over three years ago and they've made significant progress i'm not going to say it's the best rebuild of all time because you know i have i'm 24 years old i haven't been around all that long compared to some people but i mean he's done a phenomenal job has have there been misses in the rebuild yes of course every rebuild is going to have hits and misses but why do you fire the two guys who have made this team basically back into a playoff hopeful going into next season in such a short span compared to where they were and you fire them who they've done. I mean, John Davidson just got here about a year, year plus two years ago. I don't remember. 20, 24 oh, months, 24. Thank you. So he's been here for two years Jeff Gordon's been the GM for about six, not anymore, but he's done so much good for this team. I I don't get it. I I just don't get it. And uh, like saying I'm pissed off right now is a supreme understatement. It's laughable. It's truly laughable. And the first thing that went through my mind, and I'll just address, you know, what happened with the Rangers making the statement, obviously, like you said, Shades, it came straight from Dolan. And what went through my mind is maybe that there is some sort of understanding between league executives that you just don't go at one another like that. And that's why I think, you know, Jeff Gordon and John Davidson, they backed away from the statement, you know, and personally, I think this is this is the chain of events that happened. I think that John um, James Dolan asked J.D. to fire Gordon and he said no. And then he canned them both. That's personally what I I think happened. But um, it's shocking. It doesn't make any sense. And the guy that brought Adam Fox, the guy who's probably going to win the Norris uh, Norris Trophy this year for a second and a third round pick, just got fired uh, after six years of a tremendous rebuild. Shades, I couldn't agree with you enough. First off, uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Uh, you're always welcome on on this show. Uh, you know, you don't even have to ask Liam. You could just say, "I want to come on and talk hockey," because believe it or not, we talk a lot of Rangers. I'm a Dyer Islander fan. We talk a lot of Islanders as well. Um, but my opinion on this is why is it happening today, right? Monday, the whole Tom Wilson thing transpires. 
Tuesday, you have the statement released by the Rangers calling for the removal of George Paris, which for one, I was shocked because you never hear a team want someone else to be fired because that's never happened either sport, hockey, baseball, football, you name it, NBA. Today, Gordon and Davidson are fired. So it's Larry Brooks said it's not because of the statement. It was because of how slow the rebuild is going. For one, I don't think it's going slow at all. Bullshit. Bullshit. I think this has been Sorry. one of the most impressive rebuilds I've seen. And I hate the Rangers. And I, I'm giving them a lot of credit because what they were able to do in such a short amount of time, sign Artemi Panarin. You have these young stars in the back end. Adam Fox. Look at Ryan Lindgren, for example. I mean, this is a, a team that I had in the top four this year going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. This was a team that was, was not eliminated until the end of the regular we season. We got Ryan Lindgren from the Boston Bruins. Uh, we also got a first round pick in that deal and shades. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that first round pick not Keandre Miller or am uh, I that that first round pick was packaged to trade up for Miller? Okay. Yep. You got Keandre Miller and Ryan Lindgren, two guys who are going to be in your top four for the next five to 10 years in a deal for Rick Nash, who went to the, uh, who went after the deadline to the Bruins and retired the season after, after a failed playoff run. But, but, but what I want to know is they keep saying it's not about the statement it was just released yesterday. And if you're going to fire these guys for underachieving, why not wait the three games until the end of the season? Personally, I do think that it was about the statement. I do think that it was partly about the statement. But also, I think it was about the Tom Wilson incident as a whole. Because I think that Jim Dolan was looking at that and saw that nobody stuck up for Pavel Buchnevich. And the only guy that did was the smallest guy on the ice, Artemi Panarin, who got flipped on his head and could have cracked his head open on the ice. And he saw that and he said, you know what? This team doesn't have enough grit. This team doesn't have enough sandpaper. And say what you want about that. And Shades, I want to get your, your take on that. But that is something that the Rangers do need. And I think it was something that they were going to address in the offseason. And it's just... Uh, and also, one last thing. It's not a failure that the Rangers did not make the playoffs this season. This division is brutal. It is very good. Everybody played to the top of their standards the if entire season. If the Rangers in any other division, Liam, whether it's the North, the Central, the West, they make the playoffs. Right? Absolutely. And, and that's I, why and next year they're going to be a surefire playoff team because they get to play everybody now right. and not just eight, eight teams. Right. And so. I don't know if Jim Dolan knows the most about hockey. I mean, it's clear he doesn't. that – that he knows more about basketball than he does about hockey, and that's saying something. I just, I, I just can't wrap. I mean, when I saw it, I thought it was a typo because I have push notifications on for Elliot Friedman, who originally reported it, and I'm like, this can't be real. Like, like, there's just no possible way because why would you fire them before you fire David Quinn? Usually, you would. I mean, I, I was thinking it was going to be the opposite way around, you know. And if they're gone because of underachieving, why is the head coach still here? And I want to get your opinion on this, Mike, because they were talking about it on the Michael K show today. Chris Drury is supposedly very, very close with David Quinn. They went to the same college together. Does this mean Quinn's not going anywhere? Maybe Davidson wanted Quinn gone and Dolan said no. And, and he, he got rid of these guys because if not, this could mean David Quinn is here long-term because of the relationship that he has with, with Chris Drury. First and foremost, like when a team is doing bad in general and they have a bunch of good players like the Rangers do, albeit as young as they are, who's the first person that usually gets criticized in these situations? The head coach. And the fact that, look, Gordon and Davidson are mostly Gordon. Well, now was 
solely responsible for the players that the team has available to be playing each night. And which is like, uh, just because I don't feel like doing math right now, it's about 24, 25 with the taxi squad. And not for nothing. John Davidson is the main reason Artemi Panarin is a Ranger right now. I just want to put that out there as well. I don't know if you're doing that to spite Will or anything, but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, don't, so- I mean, I'm kind of over it now because I know on on July third, on June thirtieth of 2019, they were like, "Well, Panarin to the Islanders a lock," and then the next day comes out he's going to the Rangers. But I don't really care about that no more. I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah, over at least it. you guys are in the playoffs. So yeah. But you guys handed it to us in the last two games. It wasn't even close. Oh yeah. So no, but like, like I was saying, it's just the first person that gets criticized is the head coach. And the fact that the report came out two things, first off that Gordon and JD didn't even know about the statement until after it went out. And then second off, they get fired before him. The person who's solely responsible for how the team is playing on the ice, what systems are being used, what motivational factors are being used. He do, he stays, and I don't get it. Now, look, like I know a lot of Rangers Twitter is calling for Quinn's head, and I've grown more towards that viewpoint because of what I've seen, not because of what everybody else is saying. But to not fire the coach who's shown that he can't motivate this team for big games. He can't get this team to show up in the gritty areas of big games that when there's something on the line, like a playoff berth, I just, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it, man. When you are a young team, you cannot afford to go out there and get out coached. That, you're right. I wanted to bring that up too. They were literally the youngest team in the NHL at the start of the season. Now they're the second youngest team in the NHL because the Devils traded away a couple of veterans at the deadline. So how can you put playoff expectations, championship expectations on the youngest team in the league? You can't. Now, yes. The, the Avalanche did it a few years ago when they were either the youngest or second youngest, but they had better foundational pieces at the time. They had a number one overall pick in Nathan McKinnon, who was coming into his prime. Just want to put that out there as well with yeah, other the Rangers like, do not have that Scog, yeah, etc. Yeah, I mean yeah. their best player, all around player, is Adam Fox, and he wasn't even an original draft pick. I, I'm at a loss for words. So as of right now, Chris Drury is named president and GM. Um, he has a close relationship with Mark Messier, so if Quinn does get fired. Maybe Messi becomes the new team's head coach. Stop, stop, stop. I, 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 I'm just, I'm we need just, somebody with experience. We need somebody who has won before in this league. All we need somebody who has developed young players in this league. We do not need a college coach. That's not what this team needed. Just That's had, not what these young players needed. They have Mark Messier coming on to the Michael K show at four o'clock and Don LaGreco, who was plugged into the Rangers, is like, uh, more than anybody because he's a back and play by play man said the relationship between the two of them are very, very strong. Drury and Messier. I wouldn't be surprised if Messier became the GM, uh, you know, or the president. I think Drury could assume one of those roles because right now Drury is the president and the GM. 
So that's going to change at some point. But why would it have, but like, why would this move come with three games left in the regular season? That's what I don't understand. I guess to send a message. Send the message, they're out of the playoffs. So what is sending the message going to do? Liam, this is where I think your opinion has a legitimate, there's some backstory to it about how, like, why would they fire now? Maybe it had something to do with the statement. Like, there's a solid found uh jesus christ there's a solid foundation for your viewpoint there with the timing that everything happened Mm -hmm. because monday tom wilson joins wwe tuesday (laughs) the rangers released a statement calling for the aaw but yeah 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 (laughs) and then wednesday this happens so Uh i i don't know what's next for the rangers and the Knicks have become competent at Madison Square Garden and the Rangers have hopped in the passenger seat. I mean, I've always, I, like I said at the top of the show, I despise the Rangers, but their rebuild is one of the most impressive I've ever seen. I mean, what they were able to do with such a short amount of time to be one of the more entertaining teams to watch in the NHL. The Islanders play such a boring game of hockey because it's just defense only. I mean, the Rangers have these guys that can make you, on the edge of your seat, Panarin, Sabanajed, Fox. They have guys that are going to make major impacts in the next so, 10 years on both sides of the puck. I don't and understand. That's something a lot of teams don't have. I don't understand what went into this. I mean, there were jokes on Twitter that Dolan Watt and Mason Greetson, the guy from the Wolf Pack, to come up for today's game, and they told them no. <laughs> Obviously, that's not true, but I just don't understand why it's happening now, why it's happening four hours before game time, because usually the head coach announces, uh, speaks to the media at like five o'clock for a seven o'clock game. So I'm curious to see what Quinn's views on this is. Um, I doubt they're going to get a statement from the Rangers themselves, because right now Chris Drury can't answer for why they were fired. You know, Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I don't know. It's Wednesday. I think that uh, David Quinn's fired tomorrow. I do. I think that they're not going to fire him right before the game, but I think they'll fire him on an off day. Because, look, I mentioned this before. I think I mentioned this on Twitter. You can't tear – if you're going to tear it all down, tear it all down. Don't halfway tear it all down. That would be the worst thing Dolan could do. Fire J.D. and Gordon but leave Quinn. That is just – that's crazy. Okay? Fire him. Give somebody else. Let the assistant coach uh, become the interim, the interim head coach. Jacques Martin. I don't know. Let him become the head coach, just for the just for the next three games, and find somebody else. Because if Dolan is really concerned that this team is not living up to expectations, how can your eyes not go to the head coach? Shades, how can it not answer that? I mean, I basically talked about that before. The, the head coach is the first person to be either praised or shunned for things going good or bad. And I think Will just mentioned it like two minutes ago about the media availability being pushed back. Uh, Molly Walker on Twitter tweeted this about six hours ago, 9.51 a.m. She said, and I quote, not saying this implies anything, but the New York Rangers just postponed their pregame media availability with David Quinn, was supposed to be at 11.30 a.m. Now, obviously, we know what happened now, but... At the time, nobody was thinking anything of it because sometimes it does happen. Sometimes that does get pushed back. But now I'm going to transition to what you were just saying. 
why fire the GM and the president, but also not the coach? That also does not make a lot of sense because you're right. I mean, technically they did tear it down going into 2019 when they traded away in the latter part of the selling off of the rebuild, uh, Kevin Hayes and Matt Zuccarello. And now then they extended Kreider, which was like a 50, 50 could be good move, could be bad move going forward. But it's just like, you just tore things down with everyone on the roster. You kept who you needed to obviously, but I mean, come on, man. Sorry, I got nothing else I, right now. I I don't understand. Like, it's is David Quinn that beloved by James Dolan, where he's going to be the one that stays here? And look, Chris Rory can only do what James Dolan tells him to do, or he's going to be fired, just like the other two guys were. So if he says you have to keep David Quinn, or I'm going to fire you, then yeah, David Quinn has no choice but to stay. If James Dolan thinks the Rangers are a playoff team next year with David Quinn, he is sadly mistaken. He really is. The coach really has that much of an impact on this team. And why does he have such a big impact? Young players, okay? He's just not good at developing them. I'm sorry, but he's not. There was an article, Liam, that was written by, by Larry Brooks. It came out on Monday. And he said that the Rangers players seem to be disinterested in playing the way that David Quinn wants them to play. And when Knobloch was up here, they were able to perform better under Knobloch. Small sample size. I understand that. However, they certainly, in my opinion, looked a lot better with Knobloch. You know why? Because some of the biggest pieces played under Knobloch in the AHL the year previous. Filipino. You know, know, those type of guys. Ryan Linger might have even had a stint uh, at one point. So, look. And if this is Liam, if this is if this is because they were underachieving this year, let me say a couple of things. Number one, Artemi Panarin had to take a leave of absence to deal with a a matter that was now deemed that it was not true. Uh, Mika Zibanejad was coming back from COVID nineteen complications, and he's found his game as of late. Uh, Igor Shesterkin went through what you expected him to go through was this young goalie struggles, finally becoming the number one starter. Um, the Rangers' entire coaching staff had COVID-19 or was exposed to it. And, and the uh, Georg- Georgiev and D'Angelo fight the, as well. Correct. So <laughs> a lot of things have gone wrong here. This, I mean, I'm not a Ranger fan. I can't speak for you guys, but it has been a season from hell. I mean, I can only imagine with, with, with all the breaking news to us. And this is, again, why they don't have a captain. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, happens- it's impressive that the Rangers had all that shit go on early on in the season and still, and still found yeah. themselves in the playoff race with less than five games to go. That's what I'm saying. You know, so that's what I'm saying. If those things don't happen, there's a chance Boston's out. New York Rangers are in. But if, if James Dolan thinks like that and realizes that the Knicks and the Rangers are two different animals right now, things would be a lot different. And I personally, I'm going to take a shot at the left field here. I think he's seeing the results of the Knicks being this young team that's in the middle of a rebuild, be so good and so competitive. And he's unhappy that the Rangers are not going to be the same way this season. Maybe that's why he, he made the move. It but, only took the Knicks eight years 
<laughs> but you send this letter out to your fans three years ago saying that you're going to do a rebuild and you're going to do it right. And the fans, for most of the fans, were like, yeah, let's do it the right way. I, I, I'm on board with this. And now you're not happy with the way it's going. I think fans and James Dolan alike, they have to realize that, and I have to realize this too, because this is something I haven't realized, you know, uh, going back, you know, a year, two years ago, is that in this division, and we saw it this year because you're only playing division opponents, there are five teams in this division that are better than the Rangers. Okay. They just are. But do the Rangers have a better future than probably all five of those teams? Yes. But right now, are they close to all five of those teams? Yeah, they're close, but they're not better. And they proved that this season. The only one that took a back seat was Philadelphia. But Pittsburgh proved it this year. The Islanders proved it. Boston proved it. And Washington proved it. Yeah, going into the season, I remember, like, I was texting you along with Brendan. And yeah. we were just like, you knew how hesitant I was to put the Rangers in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And, like, with everything that's transpired over the course of the season, you now see why I was hesitant. But, you're like Will said it, a lot of shit happened. The Panarin thing. The D'Angelo thing, uh, Igor and Georgiev going through struggles. It's just like so much shit happened and they still finished ahead pretty much right where they should have been, but they still finished ahead of the team that was arguably supposed to win the division yeah. going into the season before that entire, whatever the hell you want to call it in Philly happened. And so, Shades. I was hesitant too to put the Rangers in the playoffs. I didn't on this show. Will put them in the playoffs. I didn't just because. And and, and this is I'm, I'm not knocking David Quinn, but two years in a row now they've had a really good stretch toward the end of the season, and it has come to a disappointing failure. What I want to ask you guys now: No more Jeff Gordon. No more John Davidson. You're still paying Tony D'Angelo. Is he on the team next year? New regime. New regime, new head coach, most likely. The biggest reason why Tony D'Angelo is not a Ranger right now has nothing to do with the higher-ups of the executives. It has everything to do with the teammates. Yes. As long as Georgiev is on this team. Do you think that they may say, like like the new general manager, new head coach may say, you know what, let's give it a shot. Maybe we can find the magic he had in 2019. I mean, because they're still paying him. Mm. I don't see it. It's just like they they made that whole – media statement about how he's not going to play for the team again. And everybody knows that there was some interest in him at the deadline. And you got to think that Dolan had something to do with that as well. Although it was JD uh, and Jeff Gordon that really made that concrete decision. I just want to put one thing out there. That's a little bit out of left field. And that's why I was laughing before for those uh, who are watching the podcast Uh, special guest will be at MSG tonight for the Rangers and the Capitals, George Paros. Uh, will be at Madison Square Garden. The head of the Department of Player Safety will Liam, be in attendance tonight. Liam, so. good thing I have my bowling league tonight, and I'm not going to watch this <laughs> shit show. I, you know what? I'm going to watch it just for the shits and giggles. Mets have a double double header, and hey, you know. I mean, I wish, I wish I could watch the Ranger game, but after last night's Yankee Astro game and my voice being where it is, I'm go- <laughs> I'm planning on losing my voice tonight. Um, and not not to mention. My favorite Yankee, Rugnet Odor, is out for the next 10 days, but a left ankle sprain, which could have been a lot worse. I know I thought torn ACL, torn MCL, whatever it may be. Um, but this is a hockey show. Let's get back to the uh, what I was, what we were talking about with the Rangers. But I'm just, I just, I, I texted my dad about it 
and he was like, this is a joke, right? I'm like, no, like this, like this is, this is real. <laughs> like this is real. Um, do you think this affects the Rangers off season moves, whether it's free agents? Do you think free agents see this now and be like, I don't want to play in this because this is another year where shit has happened behind closed doors. Chris Drury is an up and coming superstar. Uh, as a general manager, I just want to put that out there. Do you Shades. think he's going to be the permanent GM? Because right now he's he's taking over both roles. He's going to have one of those roles, and somebody else is going to take a, a part. You know, another role. Personally, I mean, I if I had to make a prediction, I would say that Drury would be the general manager. Messier would be the the president. Now, right now, I know we're all assuming statement or performance. Maybe something happened internally that we don't know about. Um, I'm not going to jump to conclusions, but we all remember Jim Montgomery from Dallas, how he had the off-ice problem with the alcohol problem. Maybe it's something, I don't want to assume anything, but maybe it's something that we're not thinking of. Maybe it's neither the statement nor performance. And that's something we don't know just yet. I don't know. Knowing uh, how Dolan's been running the Knicks all these years, it could just be another one of his off the top of his head decisions where he just doesn't think it through. That, that's just my personal opinion. And to answer your two questions from before, one, yeah, I think Drury is going to be the permanent GM going forward because they've been saying for years how he's declined opportunities with other teams and how highly he's valued within the Rangers organization. And two, uh, yes and no about th- uh, this affecting their offseason moves because obviously, like, if you're the assistant GM, you're obviously going over with the actual GM what the plans are for the season with months to go left in the season. Wait, the plans for the off season. Did I say that? Anyway, so I think he's going to follow through on a few things that were talked about, but now that he's the GM, it is his call. There could be a couple things that he might have wanted to do differently. And while now we're never going to know like what the course of action was, so, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But, yeah, I think yes and no, those the offseason moves are going to be affected. Chris Drury is also well-respected within the Ranger organization. Uh, he's from Trumbull, Connecticut, and I go to school at Sacred Heart, which is about two minutes away from Trumbull, Connecticut. And all the ice rinks around here love Chris Drury. They have his signed stick, signed jersey, whatever it may be. So he's, he wants to stay home. He wants to stay close to home. And – I'd assume he'd be one of the two, whether it's president or GM. I'm guessing GM. Um, something, something that came to my mind was that when, um, oh my God, when Jim Rutherford was fired or left Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh was trying to find their new general manager and president, just like the Rangers are, oddly enough. And they asked the Rangers to talk to Chris Drury. And the Rangers declined that. They said, no, you cannot talk to Drury. I wonder if that's a decision that came from James Dolan because he knew come the offseason, Drury was going to be his guy in this position. Just a, just a little just a little wrinkle in there. Uh, maybe. Like I said, Dolan has been known to make boneheaded decisions on the fly. And I think this is definitely, if it's not near the top of the list, I don't know what is, but I think right now it's at the top of the list. But I mean, like, I do have a quote from Mark Messier uh, uh, from the Michael K show. He said, uh, 
Mark Messier on the Michael K show right now asked if he would want to be involved with the Rangers organization. He said, and I quote, I've made it very clear that I've been standing by ready to help out in any way for many years. I don't really know what else I have to say. He also just said another tweet, Michael, Mark Messier on Michael K show asked if he would coach without having any prior experience. 1000%. I don't know about the coach. I mean, Shades, what do you think about that? Would you rather have him as a as a president or a coach or a general manager for that matter? Oh, God. Um, not GM from me. I'm definitely not GM. Larry Brooks, sorry to interrupt, but Larry Brooks has said James Dolan is expected to court Mark Messier as his choice for the next president of the New York Rangers. Yes, that makes the most sense. But Shades, continue. Uh, well, I mean, I was about to say, I don't know if I'd want him as president either, but it looks like that's happening. So I'm not even going to say what I was going to say, but I, I was also very iffy about him becoming a coach. Like if he was an assistant coach, maybe, but I, no, like you said earlier, Liam, if this coach is going to move on, if this coach, if this team is going to move on from Quinn, they have to bring in somebody experienced. Yeah. They have to, especially with the team on the rise. If you're going to bring in somebody with no experience like Mark Messier, then just stay with Quinn. Seriously. Yeah. Because the Rangers are decent under Quinn. They're not going to win a Stanley Cup under Quinn, but you know what? Quinn has them playing decent hockey. I mean, you know, when they had to go on that good stretch there, you know, in the latter part of the season, they did. And the only major letdown for me was those two games against the Islanders, which would end up determining our season. And, you know, Quinn didn't get him up for that. But I agree. I think in the offseason, it's a guy like Bruce Boudreaux. It's a guy like Gerard Gallant, you know, or, or bust for me. Or Please, can I tell you who the guy I really want? John Probably would want Gallant. I want Torts. I think it's time to start playing a defensive style of hockey like the Islanders. Well, do you want him though, Liam? Because he had Patrick Line on the fourth line. He gets his t- he gets his team to play the hardest. But that do they you can think that's going right to alter way. relationships with guys like Panarin and Savanajed? I mean, I don't know. He was good in one stint with the Rangers. There's a photo on Twitter that led him to an Eastern Conference funny. Final. You know the photo with the the Grim Reaper knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- with his axe. One of them says, Tony D, and the door's open with blood. The next one says, Vladimir Putin, the door's open with blood. The next one says, George Paros, and he's knocking on the door. <laughs> so that was tweeted about 19 hours ago by somebody, and then the person replied back saying, man, this aged very well. Um, so it's been a wild 72 hours and, in Rangerland. Yes, absolutely. And for I know Will has class at 4.30, but for the last topic on the show... And Shades, it's something that you referred to before. Greg Wyshynski of ESPN just tweeted between news and uh, of the Rangers firing Gordon and Davidson and news that it was because the rebuild was taking too slow. How quickly did Jack Eichel open up his Zillow app? And you mentioned that the Rangers, you know, if Gordon was going to make a big move, the assistant GM who was Drury was in on that. So do you think, you know, Dolan coming out and saying the rebuild is going too slow? What's the answer here? Get a star player on your roster. Do you think this is something they explore? Or if it's not Eichel, who is it? So. Okay. Speaking, bringing up Eichel, I'm actually glad you brought that tweet up. I did see that earlier. Um, (laughs) They literally could not trade for him right now. You like Liam, you know, just as well as anybody, how cap strung the Rangers are right now. And a lot of that has to do with the Kevin Shattenkirk debacle but they have nine million dollars in dead cap space what are you supposed to do 
on except for waited out when the cap hit goes down significantly. They couldn't make a move at this year's deadline. It would have made no sense to make a move at this year's deadline. So, and Will's been saying this for months now. If we're going to trade Jack Eichel, Zabanajad's gone, right? I, I mean, I've been saying for a very long time, if Eichel's coming to the Rangers, you have to, you have to part with the following of Strom, Zabanajad, and maybe Filipino. I mean, there's this. I, I don't think. How you, I don't think three centers. Going, I think you're going to lose Zabanajad either way, whether it's in free agency or whether it's via trade. I think it's definitely two of the three because I don't look. I'm not Buffalo. I'm not in their heads. I'm not in the organization, but I mean, they like, did get a horrible return for Taylor Hall. So maybe it's going to be a lot, a, a lot less. But Strom, Jack, yeah. Strom, trade him, uh, trade him, uh, Brett Howden straight off. Strom's the Banajet, a first round pick and Zach Jones. That's my best offer for Jack Eichel. You clear up around $9 million of cap space while taking on $10 million. Of but Jack then you would Eichel. have to hope that Buffalo would have to hope that the Banajet would sign a contract extension because they're giving up such well, I believe he would have – he has two years left, right, going into next season? No, uh, next year's his contract. Next year's his next year's contract here. Yeah, so you do have a point, Will. So, you know, yeah, the Rangers – look, if you really want to make the team marginally better, you do have to make a big move. So, you know when... – I don't think it's a big move for a guy like a Jack Eichel. I really don't. Um, I've said it to you, Liam, a thousand times how much – I like the Rangers defense, but I think they're very inexperienced. How much better are the Rangers next season than than they were this? I'm I'm telling you, you need to have a defenseman. I'm not saying a guy, I'm not saying this guy's name, but you need to have a guy like an Andy Green. Look at what Andy Green has done for the Islanders defensive core, like Pellick, like Noah Dobson. He helps that defense. If you can find the guy like Andy Green, you you might you may have to scratch Zach Jones next year. He may have to be you know the rotating revolving door. But you cannot be a playoff team and expect to have all the Rangers young defensemen play all at once because there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be hiccups. I mean they did Islanders it last year. Noah Dobson sat while Andy Green played, and it turned out it worked. And look at Noah Dobson now. Um, I just think the Rangers can't rely on their young defense next year to be successful because it's just not going to work. I think that the Rangers, you know, look, as young as their defense is, they have guys, they have veterans like Jacob Truba, you know, who has been there. I think them losing Mark Stahl hurts the most. The leadership in the locker room, off the ice. Yeah, that's another thing. Leadership, yes. Yeah, that's another thing going into the season. They lost Henrik Lundqvist, Mark Stahl, and Jesper Fast. Those were three guys who basically – they were the glue in the locker room, holding that locker room together before this season. Fast hurt. Losing fast hurt. Yeah, it did. I, uh, I mean, yeah. I called that just because. Look, I wanted them to re-sign him, but I called they weren't going to just because. I don't. Know, I just had a feeling they weren't going to. I should have bet people. I would have made so much money, but. I gotta hop yeah. off. You, you guys can continue your conversation, it, Mike. It was nice meeting you. You too. Uh, Will. Feel free to join whenever you want. Uh, it's good to have another person. Yeah, we'll I mean, just we'll no, wrap no. it up. No, no, it's 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 all good. Going. No, you, it, I, I want you. To I help. think that me and Shades really don't have uh, much more to say. I just made uh, you the host. So on the topic right now. But you... look, this has been the Penalty Box Podcast. Shades, Mike. Okay. You both just left right in the middle. Okay. What was that, buddy? This class starts in eight minutes. Shades, do you have any last things to say on the Penalty Box? Um, Like I said, I'm not happy. I'm 
glad I have my bowling night league tonight so I don't have to watch this game. And for once, I'm actually <laughs> looking forward to not watching a game after this shit show. Well, you know what? You know, some big things might happen. And look, I'm yeah. very much anticipating David Quinn's pregame availability, which should come up in about an hour or so uh, when we find out what lineup decisions are made. You know, do you bring somebody up from Hartford, you know, like a big bruiser or something like that? Or, you know, this team's going to be in shambles and they might as well get crushed tonight. And uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen. But as long as somebody lays a big hit on Tom Wilson, like Brendan Smith, I think is their only tough guy left. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. As sad as that is, <laughs> it's going to come to a point where uh, Brett Howden's the toughest guy on the ice uh, for the Rangers, but that'll do it for the penalty box podcast. Obviously shocking news uh, that John Davidson and Jeff Gordon have been fired. Mike Shades, Farasino, thank you so much for coming uh, onto the show today. Um, and be sure to check out his podcast, Pucks and Brews. You can find that on YouTube. And you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify. Uh, they all do a great job. Uh, While you're listening, weeks, right? drink, a, drink a brew of unsponsored brew of choice or your favorite drink if it's not alcoholic. So we implore that. Especially if you are watching the Rangers. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, Penalty Box Podcast.